You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Great story of the weekend was Zolani Lastborn Tete's fight. He retained his WBA bantamweight crown with the fastest ever world title knockout. The 29-year-old landing a stunning blow on uh, Smini Sogonya's chin with uh, literally the first punch of the fight at the uh, SSC Arena in Belfast. And I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it yet, seriously, you're not going to use any data on your phone. That's how short the clip will be, the highlights of this fight. 11 seconds is all you need. And I'm delighted to uh, welcome the man who is now uh, a record breaker and the world's fastest knockout uh, holder in a title fight, Zolani Teta on the line. Zolani, thanks for joining us. Good evening and congratulations. Good evening, man, and thank you very much for having me in the show. Oh, it's great to chat to you. I mean, what's going through your mind now, two days on and being back in South Africa? Uh, you know, right now, texting now, uh, just after the victory. Uh, it was a quick one, uh, six seconds, and I'm back home, relaxing now, enjoying myself. I, I, I'll be honest, I missed the fight live because you don't expect to be, <laughs> you don't actually expect a fight to be over. Within, I mean, 11 seconds into the fight, the referee's already swinging his arms, no fight's over, done. You landed it with your first punch of the game, uh, the first punch of the, uh, the, the, the bout, and uh, yeah, as you say, down in six seconds, uh, counted out by, by 11, or not counted out, fight was over by then. Yeah. But what was your plan going into this fight? You know, the plan was to was to knock him out, actually, but not in the first round. But I told myself that, you know, let me ask him, what does he have? What is he bringing in the ring uh, <laughs> uh, in front of me? So I thought, no, let me give him my best shot first and see what if he's going to take them. But fortunately for myself, I landed correctly and he didn't take it. Yeah, he didn't take it very well. Shame. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I look at it and I'm thinking there's there's that moment that you, you there's a picture of you standing looking down at him while he's lying unconscious on the surface. What was going through your mind staring yeah. down at uh, at Gonya, just seeing him receive that medical treatment in the ring? Yeah, you know, at some moment it was a bit scary, you know, because you never know uh, one blow can take out a life in boxing. So I was in that moment where I was praying, you know, because as I could see him in the eyes, his eyes were rolled up and I couldn't even see the black, black lenses. You know, it was scary. So I was scared a bit and I was, I was, I was worried that uh, he won't wake up. But fortunately, he did wake up. Yeah, fortunately, indeed. But go, going into this, I mean, you'd won, what, your last nine fights? Uh, the, they say it's difficult to get to the top, but much more difficult to stay there. Would you, would you say that's true for you? Uh, that is very much true because uh, not everyone gets the chance to fight for a world title. Uh, especially if you come from countries like my country, South Africa, uh, you don't find a lot of, of, of fighters coming from South Africa fighting for such credible titles. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately for myself, uh, I've got a promoter who, who, who is well uh, known uh, overseas. And he, he, he's been working with the WPO for such a long time now. So I've got a chance quickly. And yes, I won the world title. But now I need to keep it. I need to defend the title. And I need to unify it uh, with the other champion. But yeah. they are still running away from me. Yeah, this is an interesting one because you, you have issued a bit of a challenge to Northern Ireland's Ryan Burnett. I think it's WBA and IBF that he has at the moment, the bantamweight t- titles. Is he the man you really want to beat now? And, and what are you going to have to sort of do... To, to, to get a unification bout with him? Uh, he is the man we are aiming at the moment uh, after this victory. Uh, he's got IPF and WBA. So looking for the unification now. If possible, uh, maybe March, early next year. 
but we are hoping that uh, our promoter will do something about that, and fortunately the fight will happen. If not, then there's a WPC champion uh, waiting to fight with us uh, in sometime here in November, but fortunately for him, he, he contested positive in the drug. So he's still dealing with that at the moment, but we're looking at Ryan Burnett Road. Yeah, I think that'll be the one. I, I think uh, of the two, you guys are probably the two top uh, bantamweight fighters in the world right now. And I don't think anybody w- w- would argue with that. Many feel that you, of course, are the best bantamweight in the world right now. But, you know, h- how do you feel knowing that there are those fighters that, as you mentioned, avoid you because of, uh, I've heard it being rumored that some say because you're a southpaw, others talk about your skill. How do you feel knowing that there are fighters in your weight division that just avoid you, want to, don't want to fight you? You know, that, that's not a nice feeling uh, where you get uh, fighters running away from you because uh, my aim is to prove myself that I'm the best. And in order for, my, for me to prove that, I need to fight whoever is calling himself the best too. So we need to see who is the real king in, in the pandemic. And the guys, their guys are running away. I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of South Force out there, but uh, for some reason, they don't want to fight the South African South Force. Your quality is there for everybody to see, certainly, uh, Zolani. But, you know, I, I think many around the world remember your destruction of Paul Butler when you claimed the title initially. But do you prefer fights that you can get into or is a, a knockout a knockout no matter when in the fight it comes, whether it is in six, six seconds or, or the fourth round? You know, I always prefer to get inside the fight and get over and done with. If it comes to six seconds, five seconds, it's better for me because I still have another future ahead. I don't want to get uh, punched in the head so that uh, by by the time I retire in boxing, I can't remember what I was doing before yeah. I was in boxing. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to stay long in boxing, so I, I must avoid as much punches as I can. So a knockout for me is the best fight for me. Yeah, well, I, that's a very good point. But on the other hand as well, you prepare for months and months and months potentially for 12 rounds and it's it's over in in less than 12 seconds i mean you also want to give the crowd i suppose something to, to shout about but i like the mentality that you have about boxing but yeah. how, how do you how do you see yourself as, as as a boxer right now uh you know i always underrate myself but this time around i think i'm afraid myself i'm one of the best fighters out there and i need to be rated there in the past of fighting can I ask you who, who you actually feel the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world is right now and, and who you believe the, the, the world's best boxer has been? Uh, the world's greatest ever boxer, uh, opinion, is, is Floyd Money Mayweather. Ah, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that man, that man is the boss man. Uh, let's give credit to him. Um, but if you're asking me about pound for pound now, since he's gone, uh, I, I can say maybe Triple G, but I would go for Canelo. Well, Canelo is one of the best fighters. How did you score that fight personally, just out of interest? <laughs> you know, I saw Canelo winning the fight. I was shocked when they said it's a draw. And, and because, I mean, he dominated more rounds on that fight. And Golovkin couldn't even get the target. So I was shocked when they said it was a draw. But that's my opinion. Uh, the, the judges say something else. Yeah, I had I had Canelo seven seven uh, rounds to five. So I had him winning by two. Uh, <laughs> but I, I needed to ask an expert in this field. But look, I mean, you know, one of the great things about, about being 
somebody who does great things and who sets world records like you've done now is you get invited to a lot more places. You get invited to meet a lot of important people. Have you got any special invitations after this incredible achievement? Um, not yet. I haven't got any invitations at the moment, but we are hoping maybe something will come up and maybe we'll get invited overseas and go, you know, and, and, and see other fighters. Maybe if, if if Ryan is fighting or if, if the WPC champion is fighting, maybe they can invite me over and then we can talk some sense. <laughs> oh man, I'm really hoping that is the case. Uh, right now, you are South Africa's only credible world champion, and uh, you're a record breaker as well. The country is incredibly proud of you, and I hope that you're going to continue on this wonderful upward trend that you've got. You're a great ambassador, Zolani Tete. Thank you so much for your time this evening, and certainly best of luck in the future. Thank you very much, my man. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk football now. And uh, Bloemfontein Celtic advanced to the Telkom knockout final. They uh, defeated Puruguani City 4-3 on penalties after the match ended 1-1 after 120 minutes. Rendani Ndo cancelling out uh, Hovato Mabasa's uh, strike that came in extra time. And initially, I think uh, people thought this is going to be the winning goal. Ultimately, not to be. But uh, let's catch up with man of the match from Bloemfontein Celtic yesterday. Wandisile Tlabik, I'm delighted to say, is on the line. Uh, Wandisile, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? Ah, I'm good. How are you? Excited? Oh, I'm pretty good, sir. Excited, <laughs> very well. Yeah, well, very excited. what's it like to, to, to reach a cup final for the first time in five years? Well, I think it's, a, it's been a big achievement for, for, for us as, as players and also for the team, also for for the coach and his uh, technical staff. So I think for, for, for us as a whole, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a big achievement. We are looking forward to uh, on the 2nd of December against Bidlaxers uh, in Devon. And it's going to be such an intriguing match for a number of reasons. I mean, so many levels of intrigue for this match because, I mean, you, you guys are near the top of the league table. You're in the Telcom knockout final. Bidvest Vitz, on the other hand, are sitting in the relegation zone in the league. Uh, but, you know, I suppose never discount them. They are the defending league champions. But what what is the aim this season for Bloemfontein Celtic? Uh, actually, it's, uh, it's, uh, for us, is to, to just uh, pick up points. Uh, no matter we're playing home or away, uh, we just our mind is just in one thing to just pick up the points. So I think for for us, it's just as collective as a team is to to to, to get more points as we can, so that we can see at the end of the season where do we stand. Yeah, at the moment you've got to focus, I suppose, for after the success of yesterday, switching focus from from a cup run to gaining three points because you've got Platinum Stars, who you actually beat in the Telcom Knockout uh, quarterfinals. You you got them in a league match on Wednesday. How difficult is it to to make that switch? Well, uh, first of all, I think it's going to be a difficult one because now it's a it's a it's a, it's a different ball game. Uh, it's not a cup anymore. It's a league game. So for us, is to to keep the momentum and also for them is to pick up points, as you know. Uh, where they are, where they are sitting, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good sport. So for them, also to 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 keep up and, and look forward to get points from us. But I think it was, it's going to be a difficult game for us on Wednesday. Now, looking at your own game for a moment, I mean, you were man of the match yesterday. Are you, are you happy with your your own performance? I mean, clearly you're happy with the results of the team, but are you happy with your own performance? I can't do it alone. I have five guys here to help me also. So credit to them. Uh, to, 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 to be uh, one of the those guys we came off and be a man of the match. Without them, I couldn't do anything. So I'm just thankful to the, I'm thankful for them that we have pushed as soldiers uh, and, and also to, to get what we were supposed to get against our uh, big situation in the final. 
Yeah, we, we, we really appreciate your humility and modesty, but I, I mean, I, uh, it, it is clear that you, you do put in solid performances. I know what you're talking about, though. It is a team environment and it is a team game, and sometimes it's difficult to focus on individual accolades. That said, uh, last season when Bloemfontein Celtic went through a really bad patch defensively, it just coincided when you were missing, and I, I think that told a story in itself. And But let's talk about last season briefly, because... You know, defence wasn't really a problem throughout the season as a whole, but you only scored, what, I think it was 16 goals in 30 league games last season, but this season changed completely. The goals are coming from everywhere on the park. Where, where does this turnaround come from? Well, all credit to, 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 the, to the new coach and also he's taking us off. I think uh, the first time he came, I think he, he changed a lot of things uh, from, the, from the last season, the way we were playing games and stuff like this. So I think his game plan has been working very well. For, for the team and also he's taking us up, they put in input on those uh, circumstances. I think for us we, as, as a team, we're we, we in there a great pitch for now. I've chatted to him on a couple of occasions, uh, Veselin Yelicic, your, your, your coach. And uh, look, communication in English is something that he's not 100% uh, at. Is, it, is there a bit of a communication gap at times? I mean, clearly the message gets across because you guys are, are playing some quality football this season. But sure. is there a bit of a communication problem at times? I don't think we, we had a, a, different, uh, a different approach in terms of uh, the coaching and speak to us. I think his English is much better, uh, so we, we can understand what he really wants from us. So I think as, a, as, a, as, a, as players, we, we do, we've been playing football for a while, so each and every coach, we always change coaches, so we have to learn from other coaches. So, so I think for us, uh, it's, 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 it's part of uh, learning how, how to communicate with the coaches and stuff like that. Fair enough, but uh, giving great praise to uh, the transformation of Celtic to the uh, coach Veselin Yelisic. Uh, but in terms of, in, in terms of the uh, Telkom knockout now, just going back to that briefly, what would a trophy, the first one since 2012, mean for a club like Bloemfontein Celtic? I mean, the players, the, the coach, and indeed for that plethora of, 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 of fans. Well, it's, it's going to be a huge one because uh, we, we, we're not doing only for us and our families. We're also doing for the province of uh, Free State. Uh, so for us as a team, we, we have to make them happy because they've been with us since... Uh, since we've been uh, in, in, in this team and then we've been having those up and downs and stuff like that. So I think for us, it's to just appreciate to them to give them what they deserve as, as they go all out each and every day. They spend their money and stuff like that. So I think for us, it's going to be a bigger achievement if we win the Telkom Cup for them. And indeed, of course, there's going to be a nice Christmas bonus as well for uh, for you guys. But I know you're not focusing on that at the moment. But from a personal uh, perspective, uh, Wendy Seeley, I mean, I know you recently extended your contract at Celtic. Clearly, you're happy at the club. Uh, but, uh, I mean, what, what's the drive and ambition and motivation for you now? Is it is it, is it that, that potential to achieve further success with a team and, and create some history like you're on the brink of doing now? Well, first of all, it's a brink. It's to bring trophies to the team, but uh, as I said before, I, ca- I cannot do it alone. I have, I have players who we, we have to also help me, and also we have to achieve as a team. And also, we we, we have to we have to we have to give it back to to the people of uh, of, of free space. So I think for us, it's it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be those days whereby we have to push ourselves into the limit so that we can see at the end of the day what do we come for. Well, Wendy Silla-Tabika, I think you've been a great uh, football player, somebody who's, who's le- showed leadership on the pitch, whether as captain or not. But uh, wonderful performance yesterday. Congratulations on advancing to the Telkom Knockout Final. And best of luck on, uh, on Wednesday and indeed in the Telkom Knockout Final. I appreciate it, sir.
God bless you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, uh, two great performances over the weekend from uh, the the Titans. Just really dominant performances. Sixty-one run win over the Warriors in uh, their Ram Slam T20 competition at Buffalo Park on Friday night, and then they followed that up with a thumping bonus point win over the Cobras yesterday. And uh, Lung Saningidi returning with uh, four for fourteen on Friday, and then uh, added two yesterday, so he uh, increases his already sizable lead in the wicket-taking column uh, with two more victims. yesterday yesterday. Del- des- uh, delighted to say that uh, Lungi Ngidi is on the line. Lungi, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Evening. Thank you very much for having me. Ah, it's great to watch you bowl at the moment. Great to watch you play and even getting under high balls and making some catches out in the field. But leading wicket-taker, how do you like hearing that? Oh, I actually didn't even know that, but um, I'm very <laughs> happy to be in that position. I mean, I've set a high standard for myself this season, so I'd like to maintain that. I'm getting an impression that the Titans guys don't keep you up to date because I think we broke the news to Albie Morkel that he had become the leading uh, T20 wicket-taker in domestic cricket uh, last week as well. I'm, I'm starting to worry about the information flow here. That said, as a team, four wins from four matches, three with a bonus point. I mean, it's just an amazing team having an amazing time. What's it like in the camp right now? Uh, the mood is very good. Um, the guys are very positive. I mean, everything seems to be going well. So, you know, the change room vibe is, is, is great at the moment. You know, a lovely bunch of guys to be around. And we, we're very happy with the momentum we've got at the moment. We're just looking to keep that moving forward. Now, I've got to go back to this because uh, I think uh, many people were a bit concerned when, when we heard about the stress fracture in your back. Uh, I think that would have been May, June, somewhere around there. But yeah. clearly uh, an arduous recovery. How difficult was that, challenging was that, and, and, and are you feeling any after effects now or are you 100%? Um, just to sort of, I mean, that was probably, yeah, that was one of my biggest career scares I've had so far. Mm. Um the, the off-season afterwards was it was very long. It was tough as well, you know, watching a lot of guys being able to train and me not being able to do anything. So, you know, during that period, I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot. I had to be patient. Um, but, you know, I, I put in the hard work that they asked me to do. You know, they sat me down. We had a, a proper chat in terms of what I needed to do going forward and to make sure that I'm able to perform at my best when I come back. Oh, I mean, I, I, I did exactly what they said. And, you know, it's been happy days ever since. Um, there's no there's no after effects. I feel 100% strong. And, yeah, just, I'm, I'm enjoying my cricket at the moment. You know, just loving being back on the field as well. Yeah, it's clear to see as well. But speaking of injuries and returns from injuries, uh, what's it like having Dale Stain back? And, and do you use the opportunity to learn from him? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we as bowlers, we have a lot of chats because, you know, it's said that apparently we win games. <laughs> so um, we do have a lot of chats. You know, it's lovely having Bell in the change room. You know, he takes a lot of pressure off of you as well as a senior player. He just pretty much tells you to express yourself as a youngster, you know, just run in and bowl kind of thing. And that and that really works for us, or for me specifically as well. You know, just a lovely guy to have in general. Now, I think anyone who would have watched uh, your performances in the T20s against uh, Sri Lanka would have been nearly a year ago now. It's actually hard to believe that it's uh, nearly a year ago. But, I mean, I, I have fond memories of that 4 for 19 for South Africa against Sri Lanka at the, at the Wanderers. Uh, and there's no doubt about your quality and ability to, to play international cricket. But what, what ambitions do you harbour in terms of the Proteas? Uh, to be honest, um, 
I try not to put myself under a lot of pressure in terms of protest election, but you know, I'd, I'd love to to be within the setup again um, when the time is right, and I believe. Um, but yeah, I'd, obviously, I'd love to play all three formats for South Africa, mm. but that's obviously a work in progress. And you know, having come back from an injury, you know, I feel like there's still a lot that I need to learn and still do. And I'm, I'm fortunate to have, you know, guys like A.B. and Dell in the change room at the moment. So, you know, I can ask and bounce questions off of them in terms of how I need to move going forward. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, working hard in, in terms of moving forward into the protest setup. I, you know, I love I love uh, listening to, to, to people talk about wanting to play in the test setup as well and, and, and not just playing in the shorter formats of the game. But speaking of tests, um, I'm excited as a cricket fan about the first Ashes test that's uh, starting this week. What do you think is going to be happening in that series? And are you going to be glued to your television in between training and matches? Most definitely. I'll be definitely watching. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting one. But uh, on this one, I think I have to go with Australia. Mm. The, yeah, they've been on form. I mean, Mitchell Stark is back as well. He's gonna and how? Yeah. So you know, they, they their team seems to be pretty solid at the moment. And then England, you know, I think they've lost Stokes, and that's a, a massive blow for them. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I think Australia is going to take it on the sauce. Uh, uh, okay, so that's a prediction from Lungungiri. We'll, we'll call you back in a couple of months' time and see how see, see how you did. We'll get you to assess the uh, series. But uh, on your own bowling, Lungi, one thing that impresses me is uh, you know you get these bowlers that are either a menace up front or bowlers that are excellent at the death. But you look very comfortable in both roles, despite the different dynamics of it and despite your your relatively young age. How is it that you look so comfortable in both those roles? Um. To be honest, I'd, I'd say it, it started as a, as a youngster. You know, I, I like being put under pressure. You know, I I find that, you know, in those pressure situations, you, you find out how good you really are. Mm. So, I mean, I'd obviously love to bowl in the pressure situations because if I can thrive there, then I feel like it makes everything else a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, I've, I mean, I've I've worked on my skill a lot this uh, off-season as well. So, you know, using the different dynamics as well as a bowler. If I can bowl fast, I'll bowl fast when I need to, but I can also slow down when I need to. So, yeah, I've expanded my skill a lot more, and that makes it a lot easier in terms of bowling in those pressure situations. Fair enough. Well, at least you you, you seem very level-headed about what you need to do and uh, where you need to improve in your own game as well. But in terms of uh, bowlers and, 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 and wielding the willow, if I can put it that way, I mean, there are some bowlers who love to bat and others who can't stand it. Where, where, do, you, uh, where do you find yourself? Do you enjoy getting out and having a, a few blows? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if my coach is listening right now, but... Um, <laughs> I find batting to be absolutely boring, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a job that you have to do as a cricketer. So, you know, it's, it's it's part of the job. So you obviously train the skill and practice it. But personally, if I didn't have to bat, I wouldn't. But, you know, it's one of those things. 
Yeah, look at the bright side. I think with the with the batting lineup that the Titans have, you don't really need to to get out to the middle very often, uh, which which I suppose would uh, would work for you. But I, I always find it interesting that uh, that so many batsmen, uh, so many bowlers love batting sometimes, and others absolutely hate it. Feels feels that it's a little break to them. That said, uh, Lungengiri, listen, stunning performances over the weekend again. Uh, you are just uh, so impressive, and and indeed leading the wicket taking column in the Ram Slam T20 by some margin. But uh, congratulations on some excellent performances so far. I wish you everything of the best as you continue on your on your merry way back from this recovery. Thank you very much. Um, it's been lovely chatting to you. SAFM Sports Wrap. A couple of minutes to the top of the hour. Just wanted to remind you about some of the results this weekend. Uh, of course, Supersport United claiming uh, a, well, a way goal. They lost out 2-1 to uh, TV Mazembe in the first leg of the uh, CAF Confederation Cup final. But uh, certainly there's a belief after that away goal that they can go and uh, win the trophy at home. Uh, and they do want to defend, uh, not d- defend in, in terms of approach to the game, but they certainly do want to uh, defend that goal, not concede a, a goal in the second leg. But what you can do if you are uh, keen on Supersport United and indeed a Round on Saturday night. Do yourself a favour. Get out to the Lucas Masterpieces in Muripe Stadium. It's a real opportunity to watch uh, what may very well turn out to be a most historic feat for Supersport United. They've already created club history. The first time that the club is in the uh, CAF Confederation Cup final. And uh, indeed, we're hoping to catch up with a couple of the players on uh, Thursday. And hopefully, we'll have the players in studio on Monday as well, talking uh, about their victory in the CAF Confederation Cup final. But we don't want to count any chickens before they hatch. We learned our lesson most recently with the Rugby World Cup. Cup announcement, despite being optimal candidates after an evaluation that was supposed to be, oh, no, let me not get into that. But uh, the other thing I want to mention is the fact that uh, Italian uh, Football Association President Carlo Tavecchio, he's resigned. He's resigned because of the embarrassment of Italy not qualifying for the FIFA World Cup. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. This is how things happen. Players apologize to the nation. Football Association President resigned. I'll leave it there. That's all we've got time for tonight, but uh, I, just to remind you that you can get in touch with us. Uh, SFM Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you've got any questions or comments as well about the show, please email the executive producer, Coolcheck. You can use sport at sfm.co.za. Uh, now, Lady Muleo is going to be up after the news with the talk shop, so uh, don't go anywhere. Tomorrow morning, Janet Whitten on AM Live. If you want more sport, and Brad Byrne will be in tomorrow between 6.30 and 7. I'll be back on Thursday, but from the uh, team tonight, producer uh, Luo Lumkalipi, uh, sound engineer, uh, Finis and Dobo, me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers, it's 7 o'clock.